Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to Calvary Live. So glad that you can join us. Blessed to be with you as for the next hour we get to talk about Jesus, uh, the things of the Lord, go to the Word of the Lord. So give me a call. You just heard the number. You are invited right now to call in. And the call-in number is 303-690-3000. All lines are open right now. So grab one of those open lines, and you got a question, I'll try to answer it as best I can, going to the Word of God, uh, praying for you as you have your prayer requests. Again, that's what Calvary Live is all about. This is the program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. So welcome, everyone. Uh, those of you who are listening on Grace FM all along the front range of Colorado, two different stations. And up into southern Wyoming, we welcome you. You're listening live on this Martin Luther King Day, as well as those of you who are listening by Radio by Grace, a number of stations throughout the country. We welcome you, too, on this Monday. And then also those online listeners listening all throughout the country, welcome to Calvary Live. So glad that you can join us anywhere where you're at in the United States, even in Hawaii. We've had calls from Hawaii and from Alaska, you can give us a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines early. I, I always feel bad when we get to the end of the show and we can't get to everyone. So now's the time to grab an open line. want to also welcome those who are listening in on other radio networks such as Hope FM, Truth FM. You are a week delayed as you're listening. You get to call in and uh, you get to... Uh, ask your question or give your prayer request, and then listen to it a week later. And so we're so glad that uh, you guys have been a part on Hope FM and Truth FM, a part of Calvary Live for a few years. So glad to be a part of your lives. I know that you guys are going through a a winter storm right now, so maybe you're in your home and and, uh, you can give me a call, or uh, you're just kind of waiting the storm to get over as it heads up in the northeast. Uh, so it's that time of year, isn't it? So give me a call, 303-690-3000, wherever you're at. Love to talk to you. Love to talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, answer your questions. Uh, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am here with you usually on Mondays and Tuesdays. And so looking forward to seeing what the Lord has for us. And uh, so we got two open lines. The text line, let me give you that number is 720-336-0897, and that's for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, so we welcome you to do that as well. And we'll do that uh, during this hour of Calvary Live, but then also I want to remind you that that text line is available for you uh, to be able to text in a prayer request 24-7 in the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, uh, we'll be praying for you and, and ministering uh, through the ministry of prayer 
uh, as you give those prayer requests. And I just think that's really neat. So the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven got two open lines. We're going to go to phone lines in just a minute. I got one open line, but just real quick, the Grace FM uh, app and and is uh, uh, our website uh, is out a new website. Check it out. It really is well done. And uh, I was looking at it, so I meant to tell the guys there as I was talking to them today, uh, well done. It's good. Check it out. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So 303-690-3000, the call-in number, grab that final line. Let's go to the phone lines. Donna in Arvada. Donna? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I was calling to ask you to pray for my husband, Wendell, who's been suffering from COVID um, for well over a week. Um, He just got out of the hospital. They actually didn't want to release him, but he got out of the hospital Saturday, and he seems to be getting better. Um, He's really Mm -hmm. sick bad. He Mm -hmm. needs prayer. Absolutely. And, Father, we do pray for Wendell, and has he just got out of the hospital, but this COVID has has just done so much to people and and Lord affected people so badly and Wendell's one of them and Lord even though he's out of the hospital he's still very sick you know him you see him so we pray for your touch upon him your healing uh to him Lord um that this virus would go away that you clear up uh any problems that he has that he wouldn't get uh any complications from it but, Lord, just pray that you would just strengthen his body, encourage him, be with Donna, just bring comfort to her, knowing that you are working, knowing that you you love them. And so, Lord, we just come to you because you invite us to pray. You invite us to ask, and we ask in faith for your healing touch upon Wendell to heal him from this COVID. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. We'll Thank be you. praying, Donna. Keep us updated, okay? And we'll continue to pray. Okay. All right. 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, there is an open line. Man, I know that all of us, so many people have COVID here, you know, as many uh, in the community, all around the country, wherever you're at. uh, The rates are high. This new Omicron variant has spread very rapidly. We're, We're praying that it, just as fast as it has spread, that as fast as it will um, decline, and we just need healing. We just—it's uh, been two years, and uh, we've been through so much. And uh, maybe, perhaps, you need prayer. We're here to pray for you on this holiday, uh, Martin Luther King Day, and uh, we want to pray for you. And, and uh, we need to just pray for a nation. We need to pray for healing. We. We got so much that is going on. I'm so glad that we have this program that you can call for with your prayer request. So, uh, got an open line three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let me give you that text again seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to go to Florida where Gloria is online too. Hi. Gloria. Hello. Gloria. Yeah. Give me Gloria. I'm coming right now. Leave it there for me. Hello. Sorry about that. Glory. Yes, this is Gloria, sir. Glory, welcome to the program. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you, thank you. First, I want to just thank you. I haven't heard your show uh, too many times, but I want to thank you for actually taking whatever call that comes in and you actually give 
the person enough time to speak what's mm-hmm. on their heart. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, so do you got, go ahead. Um, everyone says that the spirit of God lives in them. And we got a church on every corner, yet there's so much pain and suffering everywhere. And there's homeless people all over the street. I, I yeah. just don't understand why if the spirit is in you, why doesn't it move you to do something? How can you say that you love God who you can't see, but your brother and sister is in suffering and it doesn't move you? Yeah. And you're asking a question. James addresses that, Gloria. Um, I don't know if you've read that little epistle, James, uh, but as you were talking about it, it almost sounded like you were quoting from James. As James asked that, he talks about being moved by God as we as Christians should care for others. Um, and John in his epistle writes the same thing. Um, he, he talks about uh, being able to minister to others. Uh, to being able to to um, to minister to those who have need, he says, "Remember the orphans and the widows." This is true religion as we minister to them. So James talks a lot about that. But here's the thing: we live in a fallen world. There is sin. There's disease. There's sorrow. There's sickness. And the question that you're asking is a question that a lot of people ask, and, and even Christians. And we do have the Spirit of God in us. Um, we are told in the Scriptures we're to love others, we're to serve others, we're to care for others, we're to give preference to one another. Uh, we are to look out not only for our own interests, but for the interests of others. As I quoted from James, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted in the world. So all these these instructions and commands and God's word is very clear how it is that we're to treat others and care for others. And I think that, that first of all, it's very important that we as Christians, that we know what the word of God has to say. Uh, Christianity isn't just about self. And Gloria, one of the things, unfortunately, is this, that there's a, a, a number of churches that you know, Christianity becomes how I can be successful, how how I can be prosperous, you know, how I can, you know, be successful in life. And when the, you know, the Bible talks about that the great command is word to love others. Jesus said, you will know that you're, the world will know that you're my disciples for your love for one another. And um, so all these things are given to us. And what we are to do is just me as a pastor to remind people that uh, our Christianity, it's about others. It's about, you know, uh, serving others and reaching out to others and being led by the Spirit of God. And as we have the Spirit of God in us, as you said, we should be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. So I think there's a lot of prayer. Um, You know, it's important for Christian leaders to be reminding others and ourselves what it is that we're to be about, because there is so much out there that is overwhelming, so many needs. There's always somebody to minister to, and especially during this pandemic, one of the things that we have been emphasizing is is that there's people to be ministering to and to to help and to um, you know serve and to 
um, help in very practical ways, and that's what we're called to do as Christians, and um, and we're to be reminded of that constantly. I don't know but if that helps. I'm telling you this is because I've been working in the street for almost 10 years with the homeless. Have and you? I can't even get, I've left churches because when we, as much as I have a nonprofit, I'm a waitress, but I have a nonprofit, and I cook over 400 meals almost every weekend for almost 10 years for the homeless. Yeah. My husband went a Bible study in the street for the homeless five, six years. Yeah. And we, we feed dinner, we do prayers and worship, and then we do Bible study. I mean, we feed breakfast, we do prayers and worship, then we do Bible study, and then we serve dinner. And I can't even get the church that you go yeah. to to get one parishioner in the church to come alongside us. We can't even get the pastor to speak yeah. about what we're doing and so that we can get some help from the congregation. So we take the homeless to the church, and they treat them so bad, the people don't want to go. I'm like, what good is the church? What good yeah. is the church? Yeah, Gloria, and I know you sound frustrated, but I want you to remember this, that God sees the work that you're doing, and he remembers it, and he's going to bless you for it. And the meals, I think 400 meals, that's incredible, and, and teaching you know, the Word of God to them because they're very special to the Lord. The Lord loves them, and Jesus died for them. But what I want to do with you, Gloria, right now is just pray for you that you'll get the help and to just, um, you know, begin to, Lord, it has to be a work of the Spirit. You know, you talked about the Spirit of God being in us, but it has to be the Spirit of God that stirs people's hearts to help. So, Lord, I just pray for Gloria. as She sounds frustrated, but, Lord, I pray that you would stir hearts um, to, to come along and help and, and to help in the ministry. And she's doing so much, but Lord, that she would do her ministry with joy, knowing that, that where you guide, you will provide. And Lord, that, um, that she would do it, um, in a way that Lord, that there's joy coming from her and Lord, that she would be able to get the help that she desires to get support, um, at least through prayer. And we pray for her right now, Lord, that who stir the hearts where she's at, the help with, with the ministry, those who are called to help, and, Lord, that um, that you would do that work. So we just commit it all to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Gloria will be praying for you, okay? All right. God and bless you. Trust me, I do what I do with joy. I can do it for 10 years without Good. joy. And I can do absolutely without the Spirit of the Lord. There's no possible way. Yeah, absolutely. So God sees your work and and uh, very appreciative of what you do. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's see where we are at. I believe we got two open lines. So grab one of those open lines. You might need prayer. You maybe have a question uh, concerning the Bible. We want to minister to you. Uh, we want to help you in any way that we can. Let's go to uh, Madeline in Denver. Madeline? Hello, Pastor. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Pastor, my question is, my husband committed suicide November 1st. Okay. He was like, I would call like a lukewarm Christian, and I feel so guilty because I feel like I should have did more mm-hmm. to help him as an alcoholic and... He had prescription pills and all this stuff, and I just, I miss him so much, and I just want to 
have that knowledge or feeling that he's not lost out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Madeline, first of all, I want to say I'm so sorry for your loss and the loss and the Thank pain you. and, and, you know, through suicide makes it even more difficult. And I know that perhaps you got a lot of questions, but I want you to know that as you know, um, the Bible says that, you know, we are to choose life, but you, you know, as a believer, um, even through the struggles, believers commit suicide. And there's it's not an unforgivable sin. It is a sin, but it's not an unforgivable sin. The one sin that will damn us is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, a rejection of Jesus Christ when we get to the end of our life. And even though the Lord desires for us, and, and whenever this subject comes up, I always just remind people, if you're struggling with suicide, call somebody, get help. There are people that want to talk with you and help you. And part of the grieving process that you're going through, Madeline, is you're wondering, could I have done more? You know, um, should I have done this and that? And you can really get weighed down with all of those things. And right now, what I want to do is pray for you, for God's peace and comfort to come to you. And you have to just trust, you know, um, the Lord in all of this, that if he was a believer— and, and and you know, and um, even through the struggles and stuff, uh, we have security as a believer that, you know, we have that hope, that living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope. I always, I always thought that you had to ask for repentance if anything happened to you. I always felt like if he mm-hmm. never asked for or repented at the end, that, that he's, like, lost. Well, there's, here's the thing. There's There's been... You know, I've had a number of questions that have been asked, and even one uh, well-known, you know, uh, evangelist, you know, put on their Instagram that if you do not ask for forgiveness of sin for that sin, it will not be forgiven. Well, then none of us, we're all lost, because can you confess every single sin that you've ever done? The the depth of the heart, you know, the anger, the, the lust, the, the things, all the sin before we came to Christ, it's impossible if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's important to confess sin because what that does is it brings the believer, me, into fellowship and closeness with the Lord. That word confess means to be in agreement with. I'm in agreement, Lord, that this is wrong. But the thing is, I cannot confess every single sin. What about the depths of my heart that when I get angry at somebody throughout the day, you know, all these other things that have taken place, if it was dependent upon me confessing it, then then salvation is dependent upon me. We are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. He cried from that cross, it is finished. Mm-hmm. He made atonement for our sin. And listen, don't put a question mark where God puts a period. Okay. It is finished. He made atonement for our sins. Yes, we're called to repent. Yes, we're called to confess. But we can't confess every single little sin that we did. And I know we're talking about suicide, but the thing is he struggled. And I've known believers that have struggled, and they're in a depth of despair and hopelessness, and they end up taking their own lives. And we know that's not what God wants. And that's why I remind people that God wants you to live. Choose life. Choose life is what... He wants you to do, but 
but we still have the security of the believer, his grace and mercy, and there is forgiveness, and there is forgiveness, you know? And it's kind of like the person asks, what if I'm, you know, yelling, you know, mad, somebody cuts me off in traffic, and I'm cursing and swearing or something, and then I get in a crash and die, do I go to hell? No, no, that's that's not our loving Father. The blood of Jesus Christ forgives us of our sins. And so I want you to just be comforted by his amazing grace and his love and his promises that those who are in Christ, that we have eternal life that is a promise to us and that we have forgiveness of sin. And and to just, you know, you got this process of grieving. It's been a fairly short time. It's been less than three months. And there's going to be a lot of questions and there's going to be a lot of struggle and what if and could have and should have and would have. But the thing is yep. to give it to the Lord and, and to say, Lord, um, I need to just to stand on your grace and your love and to rest in that and to trust him with the promises that he gives to us. Okay? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let me pray with thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Father, I just pray for Madeline. Lord, um, she's grieving, and I'm so sorry for her loss, and so are you. So I pray for the comfort that she needs right now. I pray that you would just help her, that you would just strengthen her. And Lord, during this time of sorrow, that she would know that you are, Jesus is, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And Lord, I just pray for the healing that she needs, the strength that she needs, Lord, that she would be assured of, of, you know, Lord, your promises. And, um, and Lord, that she would sense your presence. And so, Father, I just pray that she would have the support of other Christians and um, of others that will come alongside of her. We weep with those who weep. We mourn with those who mourn. And so, Lord, that she would be lifted up, hide her under the shadow of your wings. And, Lord, just strengthen her as you are her protector and, Lord, you're everything that she needs right now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So sorry, Thank you Madeline. so much. Thank you. You hang on to the Lord, okay? I will, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. I believe we got all open lines. So 303-690-3000. We got two open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. Listen. If anybody out there, you struggle with suicidal thoughts or anything, get help. Call somebody. There are people that help you and um, choose life. Choose life. The Lord wants you to live, and I want to pass that along. And um, because we've seen an increase in young people, and especially in the last two years, and, and those committing suicide feeling hopeless. And there is a suicide prevention lifeline. Let me give it that to you, 800 273 8255-800-273-8255. Listen, and uh, it's in Spanish and in English 24-7. And, and also churches are available, chaplains are available. Talk to somebody, talk to somebody, okay? Don't give up and, and turn to the Lord and call out to Him. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720 Seven. So let's go to Angela in Loveland. Angela? Hello. Yes, hello, You're Pastor. On. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Go ahead. 
calling. I'm having a little trouble uh, understanding the paradox between God is always in control and understanding that, or, or like when things just happen. Like I was telling the kind gentleman when I called, you know, I, I've had back issues for a long time. I've actually had surgery, um, mm. and my back is hurting just like it did before. So. You know, in the whole surgery realm, you know, before I went in, it's like, God's got this. God's in control. And then I get out, and I'm in recovery, and I'm like, my back still hurts just as bad as it did before. So trying to remember that God's God's in control, but understanding, you know, does he, like, hey, I'm just going to let Angela have this, or is it, you know, hey, you know, you have the days where you move wrong and you throw your back out, you know? Like, does God say, I'm going to have this happened to her or him and then they're just going to have to deal with it and this is a test or do you understand what my question is? <laughs> it's kind of a, a weird, long about no. way of asking a question of uh, which, which no. way do you go with that? Well, you know, Paul the Apostle, um, I was thinking as you were talking, he had a thorn in the flesh in Second Corinthians and he had this thorn in the flesh. It, the, that thorn literally means like a tent stake. And uh, we know that uh, that as the Lord, um, you know, he allowed that to happen, um, that he should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, um, a messenger of Satan above me, lest I, I be exalted. He, he talks about that after he, he says that I saw paradise, but he prayed for this thorn in the flesh, and he doesn't say what the thorn in the flesh is, and I'm kind of glad that he didn't, um, because what was it? Was it he was stoned and left for dead? He he would go through physical infirmities. Um, he maybe had an eye disease that maybe was from that, from a malaria. Uh, maybe it was uh, something else, people, whatever it may be. But he prayed for the Lord three times that it might depart from him. And the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so one of the things that that Paul learned is God's grace is sufficient. I don't understand all the time. You know, I can't give you a patent answer. When we go through things like you went through back surgery and you came out and it's like, Lord, why you're in control? We know that he can heal. Why are you allowing this? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. The longer I become a Christian, the longer that I'm a pastor, I get uh, asked things like, why did this happen? Or why isn't God healing me? Or why didn't God save my spouse You know, from this sickness? Uh, why am I suffering in this way? I know that we live in a world where there's pain and suffering and there's sickness and disease. And we can call out to the Lord, and he's able to heal. But in his sovereignty, he doesn't always. But here's the thing, that in it, he hasn't left you, and that his grace is sufficient. And in our weaknesses, he makes us strong. And he allows certain things to happen. I don't know, because I'm not the Lord. I'm not the Lord. But the thing is that you will see his grace and that he desires to make you strong in the weaknesses. And here, here's the thing also that I've learned, that Angela, when I'm confronted with those things that I don't understand, 
I fall back on the things I do understand, and that he's with me and his promises are true for me, and that, that he is working in the midst of all those things. And so we're going to pray for you, and, and hopefully um, that helps. So, Father, I do pray that you just be with Angela. She's come out, and she's asking these questions. But, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, just be with her, guide her, bring healing to her, we ask once again, and that she would see your grace is sufficient, the unmerited favor of God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Angela, going to keep praying. Hang on to the Lord. You hear the music. We're at the break, so we got to go. And we're going to go back to the phone lines. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll go to Anna after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado, just north of Denver, between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming, up nestled against Rocky Mountain National Park. We get to look at those magnificent mountains all the time, every day. And it's just a wonderful place to be. So glad to be in this community. It was 26 years ago this month that my wife and I moved up with two small kids to Greeley. And we started the church here with just uh, a Bible and a cheap guitar that I brought up. And the Lord has been so good to us. And he's so wonderful. And it hasn't always been easy but he's been faithful, and so it's so privileged to be with you on this Monday as we've started in the new year, 2022. It's Martin Luther King Day, and so um, we celebrate uh, his legacy and what he has brought uh, to our nation, and, and um, just uh, uh, we remember him, and, and uh, so we're, we're just thankful. And Lord, I just, you know, Lord is... Uh, good to raise up men like that that want to bring justice and and do what is right and so uh, we pray that you're doing well on this day and so we got a couple open lines three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number the text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven we're going to go to Anna in Colorado Springs Anna hi Jeff hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, I just want to call. I've talked to you before, but um, my mom finally passed away. Um, I was talking to you before about how she was Catholic and she was having a problem letting go of sins and whatnot, but she finally passed away December 31st. Mm, I'm sorry. And uh, my dad is in the hospital on a ventilator with COVID. Mm, I'm so sorry. And I am, thank you, I'm not understanding because... um, my my life has been filled with illness. I had two heart surgeries, a stroke. Um, Christmas, I was throwing up, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas, I was sick. And then, you know, my mom passes away. My dad's in the hospital with COVID. My sister and I are out of work. My brother's afraid, like, all this stuff is coming on him. Like, he's trying to help us and, you know, take care of everything. Yeah. He took care of the funeral and, you know, stuff like this. And so... 
My other, I have a friend who's dealing with like, they think she has some kind of form of MS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm almost wondering what I'm doing wrong because she's like, oh, it's time for me. You know, I'm dealing with spiritual warfare and the devil's after me and this and that. And I'm having all this happen. I mean, everybody in my family has had COVID except me. So she's telling me about how, well, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast because, you know, I guess she was speaking in tongues and whatever else, and she's saying none of that worked. And I'm thinking prayer works, and she's thinking that, you know, she needs to fast. She's got COVID. She can't lose any more weight. She can't be fasting. I'm like, this is not the time to be fasting and doing this while you're ill. And Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering, like, I don't want to say I'm getting mad with God. But I'm wondering, like, you know, and I know you don't have the answer, but am I, what am I supposed to do? I know he makes us stronger, and I'm thanking him for every little blessing that we have had. But I'm just like, why has my life been full of just one thing after another? They fix one thing, and then something else happens. And, you know, I had my first heart surgery at 19. I had the second one at, like, I don't know, I was 28, I had a stroke at 22, I'm 46 now, and I have all this stuff going on, and I mean, am I doing something wrong? Do I need to pray differently? Do I need to do what she's doing? Do I need to fast? Like, we're all in spiritual warfare, I think. We're living in a fallen world. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm so sorry for your loss, um, for your mom, and we're going to take time and pray for your dad who's in the hospital, and I want to pray for you. And what you're going through is, um, is um, as you're struggling, you're looking at all this, and you're saying, why, Lord? You know, um, it seems like um, everything right now is kind of against me in a number of ways. And I've gone through, you know, heart surgery at 19 and the physical infirmities that you've gone through, and just it, there's a lot right in a few minutes that you were speaking. It's a lot that is um, that you're going through and having to maneuver through and loss and wondering and struggling and wrestling. And we can do that with the Lord. I mean, um, we can struggle with things. We wrestle with things. We have questions. But also what I heard in your voice, Anna, is I heard faith. Is I heard faith. And as I was hearing you, I was thinking about that woman, the Gentile that showed her faith, Jesus, in Matthew chapter 15, went up to Canaan. And and there is a woman saying, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, son of David, have mercy on me. And she was going through difficult times. Um, and she was calling out to the Lord. And it's interesting, in one of the verses, um, it, it said that he answered her, not a word. He answered her, not a word. The disciples are sitting there going, send her away. You know, she keeps calling out after us, you know, get get rid of her. And then, you know, Jesus, he says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, and here she, you know, keeps coming as, you know, you're feeling what this woman felt, that he answered her, not a word. And you're wondering, am I praying wrong? Did I do something wrong? What is going on? But out of her heart, she then cried out to the Lord, Lord, help me. 
And that's all the Lord wants from you. And that's a natural thing. You know, when I go through a season of difficulties or trials, I think, okay, Lord, you know, do I need to pray differently? Did I do something wrong? Am I being punished? You know, are you judging me? These are normal things. And the enemy is going to come along and he's going to, you know, say that your spiritual ways, you know, God doesn't love you. He doesn't hear your prayers. All these lies that he'll, you know, whisper in your ear. But I just want to encourage you. Jesus, he answered not a word, but he was drawing her to himself. And what I'm hearing from you, you are still there calling out to the Lord, and you keep calling out to the Lord, even when it's just, Lord, help me. It seemed like everything was going against that woman. That, you know, at that point when, um, you know, she goes through that exercise and Jesus says, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs, you know, I would have just left. I would have thought, you know, the disciples want me to leave. Jesus not answering me, all this. But she kept calling out and saying, Lord, help me. And then Jesus was drawing out from her that faith. Listen, the Lord is still traveling with you. I want you to know that. And he's still with you. And he loves you. And I don't understand everything that's going on. You you recognize that. But I do know this, that we can call out to him, even as David said, that attend to my prayer from the ends of the earth I cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And that there's nothing that will separate you from the love of God. And even as we have the groanings, you know, in Romans chapter 8, the Holy Spirit is there to intercede, and he loves you, and his promises are true for you, and that you keep calling out to him. And and we're going to pray for your father. And I'm so sorry. It, it has been hard and difficult, but he does see you, and he knows okay. you, and he has a plan for you, and that his grace remains with you, you know. And and I just want you to always be established in that. Um He's still traveling with you, even though you may feel like he's not answering a word. He hears you and he sees you. And um, and when we're confronted with those things that we don't understand, you keep falling back on the things that you can understand. And that is his love for you, his presence to be with you, and his word given to you. So, Father, I just pray for my sister who has gone through loss of her mom. And, Lord, I just pray that you be with Anna. And I pray for her father, who is in the hospital with COVID, Lord. And, Lord, that you would touch him and touch his body and bring healing to him. And, Lord, that um, that he would be able to come home. I also pray that you would just be with Anna, that you would be with her and uh, the physical infirmities that she has had and health problems and just all the things that she's feeling, the overwhelming circumstances and trials um, as she, Lord, is is wondering and wrestling. But, Lord, you are there with her. You're traveling with her. And and I know that, that you love her and that she would sense your presence and your peace and your comfort. And, Lord, that uh, you would keep speaking to her heart. And, um, and Lord... We just commit all this to you, and I just pray for her that, Lord, that that she would just receive that peace that passes understanding, and, Lord, that she would have that joy unspeakable. So I commit her dad to you, herself, her circumstances, 
and Lord, that she would just just keep looking to you in everything, knowing that you're with her, and there's nothing that will separate your love for her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Anna? Yeah. You stay in, you stay in touch with me, okay? I really appreciate it. Yeah, I will. Okay. All right. We're going to be praying. Okay. I think he wants me to write a book because my life has revolved around my health, but I haven't been doing it. I haven't obeyed. But he's mm-hmm. the same today, yesterday, and always, right? He's not... Like, this isn't happening because I'm not obeying. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And trials come into our life. Sometimes we automatically think it's because I'm not, not obeying or, you know, all these things. And and the thing is, is you just look to him. And he promises as we go to him and we hear from him that he'll say, this is the way, go in it, go to the right and go to the left. But he's so gracious, you know, Anna, you know, he is merciful, and he'll give you the strength to do that if he wants you to write. And it's in the trials, listen, it's in the trials that people can be ministered to. When they see that you have faith, and I was even ministered to when you were talking to me. Do you know that? No, I was I hearing know that. some. There is somebody who has faith. I'm thinking, oh, she's gone through so much. What do I say? And, you know, there are times where I think, what do I say? But yet I heard faith. I heard faith in your voice and in your heart. And you were saying, you know, you know, this, um, you still are there with the Lord and you're honoring the Lord, even though you're struggling. And we wrestle with the Lord. Jacob wrestled with the Lord. And, you know, the Lord touched him. The Lord touched him and said, what is your name? And he said, Jacob, heel snatcher. And he said, now your name is going to be called Israel. And everything that the Lord does in our life is for the eternal purposes that he has to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. And as people look at you, that you have that faith that is going to minister to them somehow. And it is his grace that in the weakness he makes you strong, as he would say to Paul. And he's doing that work in you. So you keep looking to him and know that he is with you and that um that he his heart is upon you so you know just just keep praying to him and he's going to enable you to do that if he's called you to do that and lead you and guide you all right don't lose hope thank you so much thank you okay and you stay in touch i will god bless you okay bye bye 303-690-3000 is the call in number the text line 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Virginia, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Virginia, Virginia, are you there? Virginia was um, been holding, so um, she wanted prayer for her son Eric, um, and dropped him off at the Marine Recruiting Office today. And so, Virginia, if you're listening, sorry you had to to drop but let's do that let's pray for your son as as lord we pray for eric Uh, he was dropped off at the marine recruiting office today and that's what you have him to do uh, to be a marine uh, lord to serve our country in an honorable and way Uh, lord i just pray that you would be with him help him uh, lord and um, if he goes into the marines with his training uh, we thank you for those who are in 
the military right now. We thank you for those who are defending our country, those who are on our shores and overseas. We remember them. We thank you for them. We just pray for Eric. We pray for Virginia. That it's hard to see uh, a son, a daughter that that leaves, and whether um, it's for jobs or school, but for the military as well. So we pray for your hand upon Eric. Help him with his teaching, and we just pray that you be with Virginia. She's going to miss her son, um, but Lord, just comfort her heart in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Got a couple open lines. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Let's go to Jasmine in Hayburn, Idaho. Jasmine? Oh, hello, Pastor. I hear, I hear that little baby. <laughs> yeah. We have two, and actually that's pertaining to my question so my mm-hmm. husband and I, um, we're a younger couple, and we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and we serve at a wonderful church out here, and um, we oversee youth and children's ministry, so zero to 18-year-olds. And um, when I heard you say that you had moved and you had two young children and you were serving the Lord, I thought, oh, my goodness, hopefully he has some nuggets <laughs> of wisdom. <laughs> For us, as we learn how to juggle and how to um, find some sort of balance to be faithful in our marriage, to be faithful as um, a mom and a dad, and then to be faithful um, in ministry at church with our other children. (laughs) And uh, I know it's not cookie cutter, but I'm sure there are some things you've learned along the way that could be so helpful. Yeah, there is. I, I love hearing those little ones. Yeah, Jasmine, when we moved up, um, it's interesting because Barbara was three and Luke was one. Um, oh, wow. We, same ages. Um, and that was 26 years ago. Plus, we had two other children after that. Um, so, wow. you know, Sue, um, you know, we had four kids. Um, one of the things that was the real key is, is that I made the family a priority. The church was important to me. The church was very important to me, but I only have one family. So I didn't do a lot of traveling. When I came home, I came home. I wasn't on the phone, you know, all evening long. I made sure that, that um, I made sure as the kids grew up that they didn't think that the church was more important than, you know, than they were. And the church was very good and understood that. Um, Mm. that my family, the church is important, very, very important to me. And, and the family knew that. And I worked very hard in the church. Um, but it wasn't a priority over them. And I wanted them to, to know that and that they were the priority. And so they wouldn't be resentful. They wouldn't grow up. So 26 years later, my daughter's on staff with me. And she helps with the children's ministry. And uh, she's a graduate of Calvary Chapel Bible College. And then my son, who was one years old, is the young adults pastor and um, come alongside. And they love ministry. But, But here's the thing to remember. Keep your family a priority. And there were times where, see, and it wasn't just that, Jasmine, but in that time as well, 
Uh, there are other things that I did, a, a chaplain for the sheriff's office for 20 years now. And there were times where I had to go. There are times where in the middle of the night I got called out on a critical incident. But I always made sure that they were ministered to and that we prayed together and we sought the Lord together. And my kids are not perfect. And here's the thing for you to remember. As they grow up, I didn't put these unrealistic expectations on them. But I talked with them. I raised them the best that I could in the ways of the Lord. Now they're all four adults. My youngest is 21. Uh, He's a student at uh, University of Northern Colorado in music education. Loves the Lord. He's involved. But just pray for them. That's the key. And pray with them. Mm -hmm. And you make sure that you are giving them the Word of God. And don't, don't get so busy in ministry that you're giving those teenagers and everyone you're ministering to, the little ones, the Word of God, but yet you forget your own kids. And that can happen very, very easily. So you stay close to them, you love them, and and that you make them a priority because we only have one family. And in 26 years, you know, we started out with, it was a very small church with probably 10 people, to where there's many, many people that we've ministered to right now. And people will come and go, and it's a privilege. You know, one of the things, the longevity about ministry is watching the kids. You know, the kids that we had grew up with kids, and they're all adults, and they're getting married, and they're having kids. There's, I got my first grandbaby coming in two months. I'm so mm-hmm. excited about that, and right. I can't wait to pour into that grandbaby. And so make them a priority. Love them. You know, take time with them, pray with them, and pray over them. Wash them with the water of the word. And as you do, you're going to see God working. But it's a wonderful thing. You know, you talked about balance. I don't I don't right. know if I, you know, <laughs> I'm Never still trying to find. Really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But make sure that they know that they're loved by you and they're a priority. And I think that was the real key. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. So one other question, because I'm familiar, Hayburn, Idaho, where's that? Hayburn, Idaho is southern Idaho. Um, Some bigger cities around us are like Twin Falls, Idaho Falls, Pocatello, Boise. Yeah. You know, when I was out of high high school, I got a job in Idaho Falls with the Borough (laughs) of Land Management out there at Atomic City. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. Out in the desert. Yeah, but God had different plans for me. So, Father, oh, I pray yeah. for Jasmine. I just pray for her as I hear the voices of her little ones. That, Lord, that you would bless them as they're serving you and serving you with the children, with the youth. I just pray that you would guide them and direct them. And, Lord, it's a wonderful thing that they're they're involved in ministry. But, Lord, they also have a ministry to their own children. And, Lord, that they would grow knowing that they are loved and that they would wash their children with the water of the word, and that they would just um, just pour into them. And, Lord, that you would bless them. And as they grow, they would grow in, in wisdom and stature in your ways. And, Lord, just be with Jasmine and her husband. Just bless them. Guide them every single day. Bless their family and their children. And, Lord, give them just the wisdom. And, Lord, give them the strength and give them the provision that they need to serve you and to serve you with joy and faithfully, but also as they minister to their kids and raising them in the ways of the Lord. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to, while we got a few minutes left in the show, let's see where I'm at next. I think David in Atlanta. David? Uh, Yes. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Brighton, but I'm listening to you from here. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's well, kind of nice. well, welcome. Yeah, oh, well, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, once I heard that 303, I was like, okay, I'm close to home. Kind of. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, my question is, I, you know, I am saved. I've asked Jesus into my heart. I, 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 don't, underst- I don't understand why I still sin. When Jesus had, when they brought that lady up for adultery, he said, those without sin cast first stone. Right. Well, and it says, go and sin no more. Well, I'm still sinning. I still get upset with people. I don't, you know, I I, I confess my sins, and uh, I just don't understand, you know, I don't feel that I'm forgiven for my sins. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I keep on sinning, and I know that's the, the flesh inside of me. So I'm just, you know, struggling with that, you know. Yeah, and it... It can be a struggle, and you know, and it seems like Lord, I've asked for forgiveness five times today for the same sin, and we're aware of that, and I can sense the conviction that you have. And one of the things that Paul writes about in the book of Galatians, talking about walking in the Spirit, is walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But that that walking means, as he says, that the flesh uh, lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. Here says war that goes on, but it's a continual walking. And I think that what will help David is, you know, when you get angry or, you know, the things that, that, you know, that you struggle with, that you are continually confessing them and giving them to the Lord. And then to, to keep every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, you know, we're told to put those sins aside and to reckon that we're instruments of righteousness and just keep in the Word of God, keep close to the Lord, and and keep working and asking for help, and He's He's going to help you over time. Why we struggle with some sins more than others, I, I don't know, but I do know this: that God wants to do that work, and you keep you know every thought you know captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, that you keep walking in the Spirit, and and keep moving forward, and pretty soon you begin to see those things you know, lose its its uh, grip on your life and on your heart and just keep doing that day by day, moment by moment. It's like the old hymn, Lord, I need you every hour. Um, I need the Lord every minute, you know, it seems like, um, because I can get angry. I can get, you know, I can struggle with some of these things as well. But Lord, help me. I need your help. And I just want to yield to you. And I want to stay close to you, and I want to abide in you, abide in your love, abide in your word, and keep walking with you. So, Father, I do pray for, Lord, my brother here, in the honesty of his heart, is he knows that he wrestles. I just pray that you would do that work in the Spirit. He would understand that there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And as he walks in the Spirit, Lord, continually, every day, looking to you, praying, seeking, having the Word of God hidden in his heart 
every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, that you would do that work in the Spirit. And, Lord, that um, that you would, Lord, help him and strengthen him and do that that work in him in his life that he needs. Because I hear in his voice that he desires to please you, and he recognizes his shortcomings. And we are but dust, Lord. We are but dust, and we wrestle with the flesh. But, Lord, I just pray, fill him with your spirit right now. Fill him with your spirit and with your love and with your power to be a witness for you, to live life the way you want him to. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. Hey, David, be praying for you, brother. Okay. I've got one more thing. I'm a stranger to my grown children, and I keep Mm -hmm. praying about that. You know, their mother, I don't want to say anything bad about her, but she's been talking bad about me ever since they were little. And it's okay, keep engulfed. It's in their brain, and I'm trying to get through to yeah. them. My youngest daughter thinks I hate her. Yeah, Father, we just pray for this situation with the kids, and Lord, we just pray that you would bring healing and restoration somehow, and Lord, that you would just give him wisdom, Lord, in the words to speak, and that Lord, we know that you're the one that can bring families together, as this relationship is severed and and strained, that you would bring true healing in jesus name amen hey you hear the music had a busy show today i will be back tomorrow at the same time on calvary life thank you everyone god bless you stay close to the lord look to him in his promises and we'll talk about it tomorrow the things that are on your mind and heart in your prayer request god bless you You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.